Thank you for calling Gaywire. Your call is very important to us. Press 1 for fourth wave feminism. Press 2 for a strangely in-depth discussion about where the worms have gone. Press 3 for... You have chosen option 3. Please stay on the line. Hello, and thank you for choosing option 3. Welcome to Gatewire from CJSR 88.5 FM in so-called Edmonton. This week, rainbow capitalism has been getting on my nerves again. It's Pride Month, and with it comes a cavalcade of support from every big company out there changing their profile picture to a rainbow version, which, as we all know, ends homophobia. Hard stop. A rainbow profile picture from a big old corporation liberates us all, don't you know? No, obviously. Rainbow capitalism, otherwise known as pink capitalism, gay capitalism, or a personal favorite of mine, homo capitalism, is when businesses incorporate queer stuff into their marketing and products so that queer folk buy their stuff. This is problematic for a number of reasons. One is in the marketing which tends to portray a very whitewashed and cisnormative queer experience, which completely disregards the vast experiences of trans folk, queer BIPOC folk, queer disabled folk, and any other people whose experiences place them in a combination within and beyond. So showing a very whitewashed and cisnormative version is just not good representation. The second thing about rainbow capitalism that really cheeses my cheddar is the part where all the big old corporations sell a bunch of pride merch and then they keep all that money they got from queer people and then spend it on things that aren't queer people. And I know that they're allowed to do that, but they sell a bunch of pride merch and then they keep all the money they got from queer people and then they don't use that money to help queer people. Pride has become so commercialized with people showing their allyship through purchased goods instead of genuine allyship and activism. Pride started as a riot, and I'd love for us to be more mad about how these corporations have invaded our queer spaces with their crappy flags that say store names in the corner. But of course I kept them because they were free. These corporations don't care about queer history, nor liberation. They really only care that we're liberated enough to purchase their goods and services. And purchasing goods and services with money that could be spent locally, maybe even at a local queer-owned business that sells both Pride merch and various products from local queer artists. The quilt bag is located on White Ave, right near where that Winners is going in. Rest in peace, chapters, I miss you too. Anyways, I spoke with Parker and Rebecca, a wonderful pair and owners of the quilt bag, about their store and what makes it different from other queer spaces in the city. Let's take a listen to this exclusive Gaywire interview. And now, introducing Rebecca. Because we were like really trying to do things on a budget, a lot of the like decor and display stuff just came from our own house. And Parker. So we just kind of put ourselves out there. Um, it's very authentic to who we are, and that's why I think it kind of looks a little bit chaotic and a little messy, because yeah. that's how we are.
you are the owners of a queer owned and queer focused store called the quilt bag can you tell me a little bit more about that uh how long have you guys been open sure uh we opened in we had our grand opening in december of 2018 and then we stayed at that location for two and a bit years. Yeah, that's math. Two and a bit years. And um, now ever since like the beginning of October, we've been in our current location, which is on White Ave. What sort of stuff do you sell and what inspired you to start selling that sort of stuff? Mm -hmm. The things that we carry are very focused on being by and for LGBTQ2S plus community and and all of our lovely supporters who are not part of that acronym. Um, So that means like we have the classic pride swag stuff, like the things you would find during like pride festivals. But then we also have a lot of items that are made by LGBTQ artists. um, And that's like such a wide range of things like accessories, art, prints, um, like books written by queer and trans people, like all kinds of stuff. (laughs) Yeah. So it's really, it's really wide variety. And a lot of it is like queer and trans themed, like themes that are based around like identity, gender, and sexuality. But a lot of it isn't. It's just like cool, pretty stuff that we like. (laughs) So how do you guys find um, people who want to sell? How do you, do they reach out to you? Do you reach out to them? A combination of both. We have a really solid sense of the kinds of things that we want to carry. Um, And usually we're like very, well, initially we were lucky enough to know a lot of really amazing artists who we reached out to. And we were like, hey, we got this wild and wacky idea to start a store. What if you were a consigner with us and you sold our stuff or your stuff through us? Um, And then from there, I think in a lot of ways, it's just been word of mouth. Um, A lot of the time people will like walk in off the street or from a shopping appointment and be like, so how do you make relationships with artists? And we're like, just send us a message on Instagram or send us an email. And as long as we have like room for it and it like kind of works with like the vibes that we're kind of going for in the store um, and is, you know, like politically sound, then we're good to go. Um, and if, if ever we kind of get a pitch that like, isn't going to work, usually it's not because we think the art is like bad or anything. We're just like, it just doesn't sell for whatever reason. Like it doesn't like display well in the store or like for whatever reason. Right. So it's been pretty cool to get to like encourage artists, whether we get to have their stuff in the shop or not. You mentioned just a general vibe for the store. Tell me a little bit about that vibe. What's the what's the atmosphere that you're aiming to create? <laughs> I would say it's pure felt sense on both of our parts, yeah. but we really take people's feedback seriously. And when we first started, because we were like really trying to do things on a budget, a lot of the like decor and display stuff just came from our own house. Mm-hmm. Or so, things gifted by yeah, friends or, or, things gifted. or built by friends. Like we had a friend build us this beautiful like um wood like front counter yeah. and things like that. And like we had friends help us with like the renovations in our first space. So it's got a real like DIY, like community vibe. And living room vibe. Yeah. A lot of people come in and they're like, I feel so at home. It's like, I'm visiting your living room. Yeah. 
like lots of like, colors. All and... the plant pots came from our living room. So <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and yeah, we we actually we had a we are open on Sundays right now. And so so many people came in on Sunday and like would just like stand still in the middle of the store and be like and like take a deep breath and just be like, it just feels so good in here. And that's what we're like trying to achieve with people. So to get that feedback is like, okay, cool, we're on the right track. Yeah. Recently we really got into florals also. So that's an important. No. Yeah. And that's a big reason that we exist as a shop is that, you know, a lot of times like queer and trans people, we don't always have the most affirming experiences in like mainstream shopping spaces and going into stores that can feel a bit awkward or, and people might be worried about getting misgendered. And so that's never something anyone has to worry about in our store. Um, so I think that it just feels like very safe and affirming for people. And that's what we wanted to create as a place that people could come and like get things that are like that resonate with who you are and like, um, like feel good. And that it feels like fun and celebratory of like queer and trans existence mm -hmm. rather than it being like, like scary or anxiety inducing to go shopping for mm -hmm. things as basic as like undergarments or stickers or like a card yeah. for your friend or whatever yeah. yeah it should just be easy and fun yeah and that's whether people buy stuff or not yeah because we also love it when people just come and take a deep breath and then leave yeah it's totally okay <laughs> sometimes people cry yeah <laughs> that's pretty common actually people come and they're just very like overwhelmed by the emotions of it just being such a positive experience and, and like, like chill. and that yeah um, and that it's something that maybe people haven't experienced before. Um, yeah. So I think that that really shows that it's filling a pretty important need. In yeah. Community. Are you sure you aren't just describing exactly what I've done anytime I've gone into your store? <laughs> <laughs> you are in good company yeah. <laughs> in your affective experience yeah, in the shop. Particularly <laughs> when you mention undergarments, um, as a trans person, I started my transition well under age. Um, it's incredibly difficult to find gender affirming uh, wear like binders or for trans feminine, uh, not 100% sure what they use, but I know that you guys carry that as well. Um, and so it's, it's very unique the way that you are a queer centered space that is not restricted by age, which I, I think helps definitely with creating that sense of community. Yeah. Did creating that space without age restrictions cross your mind when creating the store? Yes. That was very, very intentional. Both mm -hmm. of us um, really love kids and have been like involved in, shall we say, the LGBTQ youth work, family work world <laughs> for like, a since before we were adults. Yeah, basically. Um, <laughs> and so we were very, very intentional in saying we really want this to be a family oriented space, no matter what that family looks like, how it was formed and what ages its members are. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, so that's about like the accessibility to like trans gear and stuff, but also in terms of like, you know, we always said like, we want to have a kids section. And like, mm -hmm. when we set up our website, we were like very kind of like conscious of the fact that like, we were like, when you visit the shop, there's swears around. So just know that that's a content warning. If you're like a parent or guardian and you're not sure about coming into the space with your kids, just be prepared to have conversations with your kids about the words that they might see. Mm -hmm. um, Cause we're not going to hide that stuff away. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
And we also want it to be like accessible in the financial sense too. So we try to have lots of items at different price points. Cause like, I know that, I mean, people can be facing financial barriers at any age, but teens especially don't always have access to like just cash to buy things. So we always make sure to have some stuff out that's free or like, you know, 50 cent stickers or like $2 buttons or whatever. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times like teens will come in and they'll have, you know, like a little bit of change on them mm -hmm. or whatever, and they can just get like one thing. And that's yeah. really, really nice. So yeah. they can still come in and have that experience mm -hmm. um, and feel like they're part of community and that like we see them yeah. and we care about them and they're welcome there. Yeah. Well, that's so nice and amazing. And just to backtrack a little bit, the name of the shop Quilt Bag is an acronym. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Mm. You want me to do it? Yeah, you're up. Okay. So um, the Quilt Bag is yes an acronym and it's also like a throwback to our at this point aged tumblr experiences because there was a particular moment on tumblr in like i don't know 2010 where people were like what if we did this as an acronym instead of lgbtq yeah people were really trying to like play around with like making a word that was like yeah. <laughs> a, a, like like it was legible as like a word not just <laughs> a bunch of letters in a row not yeah, just not, a string of letters like a pronounce a pronounceable word for like yeah. the average english speaker i think it's yeah. an important context so quilt bag stands for queer questioning um unlabeled intersex lesbian transgender slash two-spirit um bisexual agender asexual and then gay and I like to say that G is also for gender queer. Yeah. Cause then we get the trans and gender queer combo to yeah. cover non-binary folks. You know, yeah. no, no acronym can include everyone, but yeah. this one has this one has a pretty good range, I think, which yeah. is kind of cool. And it's worked out really well as a name because some people recognize it as a rearrange of the LGBTQ2S acronym, which is like a nice little secret code for people who are like, hey, I know what that means. And then if people don't, it's like. Number one, we get these really cute experiences where people think we're a quilting store and they come in looking for fabric and then they're like, oh, and actually also I'm gay. So this is, <laughs> this is perfect. This is even, even better than a fabric store is I can like get some pride swag. Um, so that's a cute thing that happens. And then also, um, you know, it can be, a, we can be a little bit under the radar if we want to be. Mm -hmm. So we kind of get to choose like how um, explicitly visible we are as a queer space. Um, and I think that that, especially when we first opened, it was like good for people who were like getting used to the idea of an explicitly queer store in Edmonton. Like mm -hmm. it kind of gave people a little bit of cover. Like it wasn't obvious that you were walking into like as an explicitly queer shop yeah. at the beginning. Like yeah. over time we've added a little yeah, bit more. Yeah. Then like, within six like... months we had like pride flags and like, <laughs> we were like have a gay month and whatever, but not at the beginning. Yeah. At the beginning we weren't sure kind of how that would feel for people and like safety wise, how that would go in this city, but it's actually gone very well and we haven't had really any issues. So I just realized you asked us a two part question right at the beginning about what gave us the inspiration to start the store. And we didn't explicitly oh, answer yeah. your question. Um, both Parker and I used to work at the university of Alberta. Parker still does actually, but I don't anymore. Um, and that's where we met. And after a certain point, both of us were like, 
wow, wouldn't it be cool if we worked for ourselves and used all our skills to learn something new for ourselves and also kind of like meet a need Mm -hmm. and like get to be our own bosses and like have some independence as like a family. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we were like, well, Parker was like, what if we started a store? Yeah, because being trans myself, I'm in a lot of like trans Facebook groups and stuff. And like something that comes up all the time is people saying like, where can I find like gender affirming items like mm-hmm. binders and um, gaffs is the one that most often trans femmes are looking for yeah. and um, or sometimes bras too. And people were like, where can I go to get these things in Edmonton? Cause these are things you wanna be able to try them on <laughs> and know how they feel yeah. and how they fit. And a lot of people- And have someone talk you through it in yeah. not a mean way, right? Like, exactly, yeah. You and, can go bra shopping yeah. as a trans fan, but it's horrifying the majority of the time if you yeah. go to like a regular store or whatever. Yeah, and some people might have good experiences, but it's really hit or miss, right? Mm-hmm. And previously there was like, there is one other place in town to buy binders, but it's like an adult only space. So like we talked about, it's not, not like all ages. So there were a lot of barriers for people. And I was like, you know, this doesn't seem like it should be that hard. (laughs) Like it's hard. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, this (laughs) this seems like something that, you know, we have the skills and ability to actually just, you know, address. And so we did that. And then, so that was like a big part of the impetus. And then also just like wanting to celebrate LGBTQ artists and like have a place where it's like really just, again, like low barrier pretty easy for people to just get their stuff on a shelf and you know they Mm -hmm. get a decent cut from the profits like they artists at our store get 60 percent of the profits so um it's something that's like even for hobby artists it's easier to get in and do that than having to make your whole career revolve around it which is not feasible for a lot of people so we just kind of figured that we were well positioned to you know meet some of these needs and yeah, get people the queer content that they need. Yeah, I personally think that you're doing a great job with it. Um, and then earlier this year, you did have the move. How was that? And why did you move? Mm-hmm. We moved because our landlord and us had different opinions about how renting and COVID and who bears the risk for owning a property. That's the diplomatic <laughs> way. Um, yeah. So, I mean, we were in the same boat as a lot of, of businesses, which is that like our commercial landlord was not willing to apply for any government subsidies mm-hmm. for, for his property. And we were not eligible for any government subsidies as a business because we were new, we're small, we don't have employees, et cetera. So we didn't meet the The majority of the federal um, like benefits, LOL for businesses had to do with wage subsidies. Mm -hmm. And we are the only ones who work in the store and we don't make any money from it just yet. So we couldn't really like apply for wage subsidies for our employees because like technically there are none. Mm -hmm. And so we were like, hey, landlord, you're super eligible for this federal subsidy on your rent. And he was like, I don't believe in the government, like paying for rent or COVID. He didn't believe in in COVID. 
Um, so, so we yeah. moved. So we moved. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're in a wonderful new space on White Ave and we get to be surrounded by like artists and it's like yeah. an indigenous. Queer artists, yeah, in queer, fact. Yeah. Queer and indigenous artists in the building. And that's like a really lovely fit for us. Yeah. And I think it feels great for customers to know that we're on white and it's easier to get to and more visible and just all around it's been a, a really good move for us yeah very yeah. positive experience yeah how would you say is the best way for people to support local businesses throughout covid and however long we're stuck here oh my god there are so many ways there's so many ways i mean to be cliche like if you can afford to buy stuff <laughs> that's the that's the biggest thing I think people sometimes forget about that it's like actually like if you place an order for like literally any amount of money whether it's like two dollars or two hundred dollars we do a little happy dance every time like I see every single order that comes yeah in and we're week. like oh my god this is so cute this like is this so is gonna nice. be so like, nice for this person what a great choice like you know like we love every single person who orders and every order that comes in yeah but other than that like there's also so many other ways like yeah. we're on all the social medias anytime someone like follows us Again, we Parker watch every is single obsessed with the idea of getting our Instagram account to 4,000 followers. We're so, so close. We're like seven <laughs> people away from 4,000 followers. I'm like, we can do it. So yeah, follow us on social media. I, I personally really enjoy your social media in the way that you have those Instagram videos on your story and they're very, they're very informal and you have like jokes and they're, they're just fun to watch. And I always, I always flip through them. Um, so do you, is that intentional or are you, or is it just authentic? Is it organic? It's pretty organic. Like we kind of just do, we decided early on that with social media, we were like, we're actually not going to be shiny. Like, we're not going to be shiny. We're not going to be especially curated. Like we're just going to do what we feel like when we feel like, and that's one of the pros of running your own business is mm -hmm. like, we can actually speak from the heart and we can share our actual like political views. And, you know, we know that the people who that resonates with will will be the ones who like continue supporting and are part of this like weird little business journey with us mm -hmm. um and if it doesn't if it doesn't resonate with someone or they're like i don't vibe with that like that's okay that's, okay. <laughs> that's fine so we just kind of put ourselves out there um it's very authentic to who we are and that's why I think it kind of looks a little bit chaotic and a little messy because yeah. that's how we are. Because <laughs> the other thing too is that both of us do it and don't necessarily like tell each other when we're doing it. Yeah. So it's like very much like I think sometimes people can tell when it's me who's posted something versus when it's Parker who's posted something because like we have a little bit of our own spin on things mm -hmm. and yeah. And Rebecca is like really amazing on camera in my personal opinion. And so those videos <laughs> you were mentioning was a way of like trying to stay engaged with customers during the full lockdown last summer mm -hmm. and so we were like we well we can't see people in person like at all at that time um but people were doing like people were being so supportive and like doing online orders mm -hmm. and we wanted them to still have that experience of feeling like they got to interact with the store and with us and with the products too like with mm -hmm. the items we carry because so it's so hard to tell like just from a static like a photo on a website mm -hmm. with a price next to it it doesn't feel as like real or engaging and so I was like Rebecca what if we did like a shopping channel <laughs> vibe like late night cable tv shopping channel vibes and um, then that whole thing was just like what can I say to make Parker laugh and make myself laugh yeah and it ended up making many other people laugh too yeah. so that was cool 
everything about your store is just completely authentic and uh, creates this wonderful sense of community. And so I just want to say thank you for creating that personally, because I really, really enjoy it. Um, where are you located now exactly? And when can people come and shop? Can I say one more thing before we answer the question? Yes, go for it. I would say that like, even if someone is like very offline and has no money, the most important thing to me in terms of like how people can support the store is just like energetically holding positive feelings mm -hmm. about the future with regards to the store. Um, I'm like a big believer in that kind of like woo-woo spirituality type of thing. Mm -hmm. And I really think that like one of my favorite parts about the store is just the kind of like extremely high regard that I get to practice holding for the idea of anyone who's ever come into the space and might eventually come into the space in the future. And it mm -hmm. feels really, really special to get to like hear people like yourself just be like, I'm so happy that it exists, like da 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 da. Cause obviously, you know, like I don't need to see someone every single day and I don't need to see someone's name like in the orders every single week to like really believe that people kind of have those sentiments about the and store. And to feel it. We and feel to feel it, it. yeah. yeah. Um, and that's just like so special and important. So thank you. Mm -hmm. And where you can find us is at 10516 White Ave. We're on the main floor of a space called the Grow Center. And right across the street from the Tim Hortons where yeah. Hell's Angels hang out. Oh my gosh, yeah. And it's on, <laughs> on the same block as the New Winners mm -hmm. on the north side of the street. And you can also find us online at thequiltbag.gay. It's a real domain name. Um, <laughs> and we are we have limited hours right now, and it they might change as spring and summer come around, but they've been consistent since the fall. So for now, we're open for drop-in hours on Sundays from 1 to 4 p.m. And then we're available Wednesday to Friday throughout the week by appointment. And that's working really well. Um, we do that because it's like a nice blend of risk levels, depending on different people's needs around COVID safety. So people can either order online for um, pickup, local delivery or shipping. And then if someone's like, I can come in person, but don't want to be around a crowd, they can do an appointment. And if someone's like, I'm okay to like be in a store socially distanced, then they can come to drop in hours. So that's why we did that. Yeah. Meets a range of needs, we hope. Yeah. Again, awesome. As, as just the way that you put so much love and care into being accessible to as many people as possible. It does not go unnoticed. Thanks. Mm. Every time I remember the quilt bag exists, I become possessed with the urge to go there. And if you too become possessed with that urge, check out the quilt bag on Instagram at the quilt bag or go straight if you can go straight anywhere to their website www.thequiltbag.gay. And now a word from another version of me. Why hello and welcome to Sex Tips. Sit back, relax, and listen to inclusive sex ed you probably didn't hear in sex ed class. We're going to talk about the most important and sexiest sex tip there is, consent. Consent is enthusiastic, informed, sober, and freely given. It can be withdrawn at any time, 
and consent has to be given for every activity. Consent to one thing is not consent to another, so ask. There is nothing sexier than reciprocal interest, so ask your partner for permission before you take it a step further, with phrases like, is this okay, and being mindful of their physical cues. If something seems off, take a breather and check in. It's all about making sure you and your partner feel comfortable and safe at all times, because that's when things can get really hot and heavy. And again, it is always okay to change your mind, no matter what. You are in control of your own body. Got it? Great. Don't forget to love yourself today. This has been Sex Tips. I love consent and I love my boyfriend and his butt. That is all for our show today. Thank you very much to my lovely guests, Parker and Rebecca from The Quilt Bag. Today's show was produced by Shayna Giles, Jao Victor Krieger, Alex Sheru, Caden Peasley, Ash Halinda, and myself, Terrence Adams. Gaywire is a production of CJSR 88.5 FM in so-called Edmonton. Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you download your podcasts. You can find us online at gaywire.transistor.fm and on Facebook and Twitter at Gaywire. And then for Instagram and TikTok, it's at GaywireCJSR. So let us know what you're thinking. Hit up the DM sometime. Or if you'd rather be fancy, you can also email gaywire at cjsr.com and let us know what you think of the show. Our artwork is by Travis Erickson. Original music by Doug Hoyer and Catherine Hiltz. Until next week, hang in there, have a couple of gay days, and uh... Please stay on the line.